something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeart Radio. Hey, welcome to Movie Crush Friday Interview a Dish. Uh, Annie a Dish. Hi, Annie. Hi, Chuck. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. Yes. It's yes. really hard to get that song out of your head. It's, yeah, it's like a weird combination of macabre and uh-huh. like a pop tune. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, she just passed away like a month ago. Oh, wow. I heard she, they went and found her purposefully and they discovered she'd become a painter. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think she, uh, her name is Nora Tanega. And she was a folk singer, painter, mm-hmm. experimental musician. Uh, it's very interesting. She, she grew up in California and I think kind of stayed there and, uh, went to New York for a little while and uh, got involved in the the '60s village folk scene mm-hmm. and As like you do. yeah, put out just <laughs> these killer songs. Went back to California and I think like spent the rest of her days in uh, in Claremont, where she went to college. Uh-huh. She went back there and I think taught painting and just yeah. sort of lived this quiet life. Well. It lives on in the TV show. That is one of the things that they kept yeah. for the, the FX TV show. Let's talk about the TV show real quick. Yeah. Um, I saw, and I think I might have told you this in one of the episodes, I saw like, I think four episodes on a plane flight. Mm-hmm. I think I knew, or maybe I didn't know it was a TV show. Yeah. I'm not sure how that would have gotten past me. Right. Or maybe I knew and it just, you know, there's so much going on with TV these days. But I was on a flight. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah. And I immediately turned it on and just Emily was cracking up because I was like, people were literally looking at me. I was laughing. <laughs> I was yes. LOLing so much on this flight. Yes. So it was really funny. Um, I, I mean, I think it's, I miss the, the, the main guys, mm-hmm. but I think they did a great job. 
oh, with the TV show. Yeah, it's excellent. I love how they incorporated um, different types of vampires, like emotional vampire, yeah. energy vampire. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, and the cursed hat episode, after I watched it, uh-huh. I thought, this no way can this possibly exist. It is too great. So I, I immediately I rewatched that one. it. Which one? Oh, the cursed hat with Nick Kroll. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It <laughs> was, was so good. <laughs> perfect. Oh, man. I bet that hat was so much fun to make for yes. our department. It was so cool looking. Yes. And that's one of my favorite things about the show. And um, this movie, What We Do in the Shadows, is that it's just so – you can tell the creators love these stories we've grown up with. Yeah. And it's like, here's a cursed hat. It's so apparently cursed. Uh-huh. Like, immediately <laughs> somebody he, dies yeah. and then he falls through the floor. It's just – oh, beautiful. It was great. And he refuses, you know, to acknowledge that and to not yes. wear it. He just has to wear it. He, even at the end, after all of this stuff has gone wrong, he still so has that. Oh man, I need to. Uh, I need to see all of it now. And I told myself when I came home, I was like, I gotta get right into that. Yes, I will say it's got one of the best extended universes. I won't spoil it, but oh, basically wow. they're saying all of these vampire universes exist within oh, each really? other. So, so how many seasons are there? There's only one. The second okay. season comes out April 2020. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah, so yeah. So now I can catch up now. And it actually has a really solid cliffhanger i think oh really yeah nice yeah are there any i might want to be surprised no are there any visits from any of the movie cast members yes okay yes they are all right Mm -hmm. i don't want to know anything (laughs) yes (laughs) just a little teaser it's excellent highly recommend i figured they would they would do that at some point Mm -hmm. and you know there uh i'm sure you know all the stuff that i found out but for the benefit of the listener they they have been talking about a werewolf movie. Werewolves. Yeah, werewolves. Uh, and the last thing I heard was um, Taika saying, "We kind of feel bad because it's it's going to take us forever. So yeah. just don't expect it anytime soon." Mm-hmm. Uh, he said something about like we're like two dads. Yeah, saying, I'll, keep saying I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, I'll be home for Christmas, <laughs> and we're never coming home. Right. But like eventually we'll come home for Christmas. I hope so. I mean, this movie took them forever as well because I think they did. It's based on a short they did in 2005 called What We Do in the Shadows, Interviews with Some Vampires. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen it? No. <laughs> it's clearly like it feels like you're watching a college movie, which it is, uh-huh. um, and it's a lot less polished, but it still has some gems in it, yeah. just gems. And um, How long is it? It's about 30 minutes. It's on okay. YouTube. And uh, a lot of the scenes you can see are pretty similar, but there's different things. Like they discuss how do vampires keep their clothes when they turn into bats, like right. things like that. Um, and the actor who plays Deacon was very clearly sick, like obviously sick. Uh-huh. And they incorporated that into his character in the movie <laughs> that he's just kind of lazy and bored. That's funny. Yeah. So full disclosure, I should uh, I should preface this by saying I'm not saying that I uh, came up with what we do in the shadows and I was copied. <laughs> but yes, my friend Mike and I, Mike is a previous guest on the show with uh, the Vernon Florida episode. We used to make short films and stuff in the uh, 90s around Atlanta and have these guerrilla screenings before YouTube and all that stuff. And uh, we made a about a 45-minute documentary called Redneck Vampire that he had this – Mike does all these characters. He's got a bunch of them he's always done um, just for friends and little short films and stuff. And one of them was RV, this guy, Michael Van Meter, who was supposedly like 170-something years old. Mm-hmm. He was from South Georgia. 
We did this recreated reenactment footage that looks a lot like the one in the movie. <laughs> we used all these, uh, and it's on YouTube. People can watch it oh, if you want. Awesome. There are all these uh, uh, archival images of mm-hmm. like these creepy uh, Middle Ages stuff that they use the right. same thing. Mm-hmm. And when I saw what we do, and I play the uh, straight man, the interviewer. Yes. And we play it straight, and we interview him about the nuts and bolts of being a vampire, and like it's very deadpan. Mm-hmm. And when I saw what we do in the shadows, because I was a little late to it, I saw it, I think a couple of years after it came out, or maybe a year after it came out. Uh, I texted Mike immediately and I was like, <laughs> dude, have you seen this? Mm-hmm. And he watched it and texted me the next day and he was like, wow. And he was like, I don't think they saw the Redneck Vampire and ripped this off. He's like, but it's really, <laughs> really similar. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think people should check out some of it at least. It's it's really, really similar. Uh, and let me put a button on that little uh, conversation by saying we also did a short years ago that was really, 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 really similar to Laser Cats on SNL. Oh. Like so similar. I was like, is, is someone watching this? Yeah. I mean, it looked exactly like it. We had cats shooting lasers, the same cutout style of animation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just kind of made me wonder if there was some like – uh, underground. Yeah, there's somebody mining your YouTube <laughs> for script ideas. It's really weird. Uh, I don't think they copied us, but it was it was so similar. It was like, hmm, hmm yeah. But it made me happy. It was like clearly we had a fun idea. Yeah, because this is great. <laughs> That's one of the things I I loved about this movie, and I think in my previous choice, Spider Verse, it's the same. Uh-huh. Where you can tell the people who made it love the genre. Yeah. Like there's just this kind of honest, mm-hmm. genuine love yeah. in it and it reflects and it makes me appreciate it all the more. It's super goofy. Yeah. Um, but they know all the tropes, like the yeah, yeah. the crucifix, the bleeding of the eyes. Uh-huh. But they uh <laughs> and I've read <laughs> I've so read them fun. describe it as can you imagine we like to think if you had immortality that you would better yourself but what if you just get to right. like this age and you're that's just who you are and every day you're lazy and you waste it yeah because <laughs> at its heart if you described it to somebody without the vampire bit it's very boring uh sure and i think that's kind of the key to some of the best mockumentaries yes. uh especially with christopher guest is sort of finding a a window into the mundane mm-hmm. and the ridiculous whether it's dog shows uh, yes. And this, to me, stands right up there with the best, like, guest documentaries of all time, you know. Oh, yeah. I think the key for these is um, keeping them short, mm-hmm. keeping them at, like, this is 85 minutes. Yeah. And that's about right for, for these mockumentaries. Christopher Guest keeps his pretty short, too. It's a genre, I think, that has a – I think it, it has a cap on how long you can take the joke. Right. And knowing when to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, it has to be really tight. I know we'll probably get into this later, but they filmed 150 hours for this. I saw that. <laughs> and they had three edits of it, three I know. cuts. Isn't that crazy? I, they, said, they said jokingly that one day they might just put all the footage online oh and let God. people I was wondering about that. make their own, but then there's the fear that someone would make a superior product <laughs> than you. Eh. Well, but, I don't know, though, because... You can't make like, oh, well, I'm going to make the two and a half hour version then. Yeah. Like that's too long. You can't do that for this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's true. You, And it, it just feels like they were so familiar with it. They had been working on it a long time. Yeah. They're, they're, I love too that a lot of the people that are in this are not actors. 
So it was, oh really? Yeah, Stu like, is not an actor. Oh really? I wonder. No, about he's that. a real IT Stu. guy. I love Stu. <laughs> <laughs> they told him he was the IT support. And he had no idea he was going to be in it that much. That is amazing. Yeah, he was just a friend of Taika Waititi. All right. And, yeah. He did a great job. Um, And he's he's sort of one of the beloved characters in the movie. Yeah, I love how they all just rally around him. (laughs) They love Stu. (laughs) They love him so much. It's so funny. And he's not even that fun or anything. Yeah. I think it's just the novelty of a human friend. Yeah. Well, and he comes in and he shows them all this new technology. Yeah. He introduces new them to the technology. It's <laughs> been around forever. When they're crowded around the laptop, yeah. it's so funny. They watch the sunrise and they're like, <gasps> oh, yeah. That was amazing. It's so excellent. I guess the idea is they could watch the sunrise right. on a video. Right. But not for real. Because again, as vampires, <laughs> they will burst into flame. <laughs> in there are so many small moments that uh that are almost like and that's the thing with these mockumentaries. It's about the small moments, I think. I mean, they're yeah. the, the jokey jokes. Mm-hmm. But the small moments like uh, with with the dead vampire hunter and they get out the stake and he's like, it looks like a, a sanded down chair leg. <laughs> yeah. Did he do that by hand? How do you think he did that? <laughs> yes. That's one of my favorite scenes. I can't wait till we get to that part. Uh, well, we can jump all around, too. Um, but the three versions you mentioned, uh, they, they did like a really super jokey version. Yeah. One that was way more story focused. And then they decided that the right mix was the one they should release right of the two yeah and it i would agree i haven't seen the others obviously but Do you know how much funny shit is waiting out there i know if they there's a lose, funny cut i know they had to lose so many great bits i bet yeah just to get it down to 85 minutes and to yeah. get the right story mix yeah and they um one interesting thing about this movie is um jermaine clement and taika watiti they mm-hmm. wrote i think 150 page scripts like, they had a script, but they didn't yeah. show it to the cast or crew. I saw that. That's so amazing. They just tried to lead them. That was their little secret. Yeah. Yeah. Which is an amazing and kind of frightening way, I would imagine, to approach it, but also really fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, I know that's how Guest works. He, um, They don't write scripts. They write, they hand people scenes mm-hmm. of, like, kind of outline scenes, I think. Yeah. And maybe if there's a, a line or joke or something they thought of, but otherwise it's just... Here's what we want to do in the scene. This is where we want to get in and get out. Yeah. And, you know, go have fun. Yeah. I uh, acted in a movie like that once. Oh, really? And it's probably a really bad movie. I've never seen it. But it was super fun. They were just like, you're going to start here. Mm-hmm. You're going to end here. Here are the beats we want to hit. Right. And it was like a delight. Was it comedy? No, it was a horror. I guess it was kind of a mixture. Um, but it was definitely more horror than comedy. As an actor, is that intimidating or just super freeing and fun or a bit of both? I think some actors find it really intimidating. Yeah, it probably I depends. I loved it. I thought it was really, really fun because you, then you get to kind of just be in the moment and react to things mm-hmm. and you're not super worried about what's my next line and how do I make it look natural and I have right. to hit this mark and uh-huh. all those things. So I found it really liberating, but I know some actors who hate it. Yeah, I mean, improv is a different muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, some actors are like, no, I need... Yeah, preparation, and I need my lines, and I need to really practice mm-hmm. and do the method or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's those. Those are two very different beasts. Yes, for sure. But I, I feel like this movie, since since they have the script, but they just didn't give it to anybody. I know they That's said so it's cool. mostly improv, which makes yeah. me appreciate it all the more. Uh, well, before we dive into some of the specifics, let's talk about the look of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what the budget was? One point six million, I think. Okay, not a lot of money. No. It looks great. Yeah, it really does. The production design is awesome. The costumes are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they they hit just the right mark with the special effects. Like mm-hmm. it's enough. Yeah. Um, but it's not reliant. Right. You can tell they don't have a lot of money, but that gives it a little charm, I think. Yeah. The most expensive special effect shot in the movie, most people don't even notice, it's when they um, matted the table, when they are out at the diner, so that they don't have reflections in the table. Really? Yes. And they had to spend the most money on that. Oh, that's so, I bet that pissed them off so much. Yes. But you know we would have noticed if they hadn't done it. Like, it's one of those things you don't notice, but if they hadn't done it, you would have been like, hmm. Yeah, and they don't overdo it with the um, special effects gags. So when they happen, they're really funny. Like the first time early on when they're having the dishwashing argument, uh, when they both, uh, you know, <laughs> soar up to the float yes. up to the ceiling, hissing <laughs> at each other. It's sort of out of nowhere. Yeah, and you're not expecting it yet the first time. Right. But every time I've seen it, I laugh at like really loud at that part. It me just, too. It, it gets me every time. Every time I watch this movie, and I've seen it a lot. Uh huh. I still regularly laugh through it. Still yeah, funny. Yeah, and probably notice d- new things. Yeah. I think that's the deal with these docs, too, or these mocks. Like, I saw Spinal Tap. Are you big on that movie? Is that one of yours? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I, I got to see it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, do you like the Christopher Guest stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. You should start where it started then. Okay. <laughs> um, Go back to the beginning. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, I saw that movie probably 30-plus times. And every time I notice new little jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, the the good example is there's one scene later in Spinal Tap where they have they release an album later, and you know the idea though it's a rock band, yeah. Uh, and they have a, a black album; it's all black, and they have a signing, and they don't draw attention to it. They don't make a joke out of it, but very subtly you notice they're all holding black magic markers. <laughs> <laughs> nice to sign a black album, and I noticed yes. that on the thirtieth viewing, I was like, "Oh my god, look! They've got black markers with a black album." Yes, and it's just that stuff that makes these things so rich. I think. Yeah, it just it it gives you such a a joy for the depth they went into it. And yeah, how much they clearly were like, "Okay, what if we did this little thing that probably no one will notice?" Yeah, but it's the care there, right? Ugh. and it because it's like. Uh, for the 10 people who notice this, right. they're going to think it's the coolest, funniest detail, and, right. and it's worth it. Yeah, and just knowing, having that appreciation for what you're making, I think even if you didn't notice that, yeah. you could still feel it. And when you do eventually notice it, it just gives you it, uh, that rewatch value. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you a Flight of the Concords fan? I came very late to that, um, but yes, yes. Mm-hmm. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I so this actually was my first Taika Waititi, possibly Jermaine Clement um, experience. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and then immediately after that, I was like, okay, wait, I gotta go find everything else they've done. Yeah, I was late on this. I, I, I was trying to parse out if I had seen Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. First. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I was late. I don't know why this got past me, or maybe it was the other way around. But I was definitely a year or two late on this. Well. Well, that's one of the interesting things about this movie is the timing of it. It came out in 2014, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a hit uh, in New Zealand. So they didn't get international distribution, so they started a Kickstarter, mm. $400,000, so that they could show it in the United States. Oh, a distribution Kickstarter. Yeah, and they got it in a month. And even at only a handful of theaters, they broke the top 20 box office chart. Mm-hmm. It became the most pirated movie of 2015. I did see that. And it just happened to coincide with internet culture of gifts and memes. And this entire movie 
is gifable and memeable. Yeah. And so it, I feel like a lot of people, I didn't see it in theaters, uh-huh. but it just sort of came to me via yeah. <laughs> love on the internet. Uh-huh. Social I, media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. I mean, I when I was writing out what I wanted to talk about, it's hard not to just quote the whole thing. I, I do so have good. lines, of course. I do, too. <laughs> we'll indulge each other yes. for sure. <laughs> Hopefully there's some overlapping and it's not just an entire episode of quotes. Uh, I did see, and I'm sure you know this, too, that uh, Taika Waititi based his performance on his mother. Yes. Uh, and Jermaine Clement on Gary Oldman's Dracula. Yes. Uh, but Taika Waititi is, Emily and I were watching it again last night and both of us were like, he's so goddamn cute. He's so adorable. Like, we both have big crushes on him. And, and especially in this role, mm-hmm. he's just so lovable and he's just adorable. He is. That's that's one of the best – the things I think works most about this movie is none of the vampires are frightening except maybe Peter. Um, he's so great. I love Peter. <laughs> Peter's excellent. He's like Nosferatu <laughs> straight up. But Taika Waititi is sort of your, your – because they're living together. The plot is these vampires are living together. Uh-huh. And he's the one with the chore wheel. He's the yes. one trying to get them to put the towels down before they drain their victims. What's the uh, what's the line here? <laughs> Sorry, because the, the line is so perfect. He hasn't done uh, the dishes in five years. Because they're all sort of uh, in the in the interview portions. They're all introducing one another, kind of. Yeah. And uh, and Jermaine Clement as uh, Vladislav says uh, he was an 18th century dandy, so he could be a bit fussy. Yes. <laughs> And it's a really clever opening bit where they basically, um, Viago, Taika Waititi, he's going around uh-huh. waking up his flatmates at 6 p.m. because that's when they wake up. I know. That was so cute, too. Yes, because the alarm goes off. Wakey, he, like, wakey. rises out of his coffin. <laughs> um, he sort of halfway rises, though, and gives a little look. And <laughs> he's so awkward. Oh, my God. It's the best. Yes. And then he goes around and he wakes up his flatmates, and each one... Just is such a clear, quick, oh, this is this character. Uh-huh. Like Deacon says, I, I, how was your night? And Deacon says, had sex with a dog. Right. <laughs> and they're like, okay, he's the bad boy rebel. Right. Um, one of my favorite lines from him is, when you become a vampire, you become sexy. Right. <laughs> and then Vladislav is having like some orgy. Yeah, it's a weird orgy. Yeah. Because yeah. of his mind powers. Right, uh-huh. right. Um, and then Peter is behind this sort of tomb thing, and he's got all these bones at his feet. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a spinal column. Yes. <laughs> and then at the end of the uh, at the end of the scene, waking up, Peter, he goes, yeah, "I got you this chicken." Yeah, and just sort of closes <laughs> it in, and he's like, "You know, if you want to clean up in here, I could bring you a broom." And Peter is. <laughs> Well, and they're all kind of scared of Peter, which is great, too, yes. how that works on another level, is they're all vampires, mm-hmm. but Peter's, you know, 800 and something years, 876 years old. Right. Or no, 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 that's Vladislav. Peter's like 8,000 years yes, old. Yes, 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 yes. And so he's just so, like, deteriorated yeah. and, and scary. and Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it's great. And Vladislav, he says he was 16 when he was bitten, but life was rough for right. a 16-year-old back then. <laughs> it's like clearly not 16. Right. So, yeah, Vladislav is the next. He's 876. He's a really great guy, a bit of a pervert. <laughs> he has some pretty old ideas about things. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, that smash gushes, uh, cuts to, uh, we should have slaves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I love about them is they're so clearly out of their time. Like, yeah. the way they speak and the way they uh-huh. dress, it's yeah. just, like, doesn't fit at all. Yeah, which is kind of a tropey thing, the uh, – 
person, time traveler, like not fitting in in right. society. But the way they do it is because, you know, you got the the great stuff at home, the domestic story. Um, and then it takes on a whole new life when they go out in modern Wellington. Yeah, modern Wellington, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like bar hopping and club hopping in Wellington. Yes, which, by the way, there is a tour video uh, for Wellington that um, Taika Waititi did as Viago, oh, really? and it's beautiful. Just do everything with that character. I mean, <laughs> right, and they have... It's, it's it's really cute. They turned the Wellington into Wellington, and it has a oh, lot really? of dripping off of it. <laughs> they have the best tourism videos in New Zealand. So now they have embraced it, even yes. though it didn't do well there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure um, just the – that's the amazing thing. Like, it has a TV show. It, it didn't do that well. Yeah. But that's just the popularity it gained on the yeah. internet. A true cult, uh, cult film. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and he's become New Zealand's, like – favorite son yes yes for good reason Mm -hmm. um and we both worship him so we do (laughs) i adore him yeah he's he's just he can do it all it's it's amazing yeah his talent is just like intimidating he's got a million projects coming up oh i'm sure super busy yeah um but yeah the the so the whole plot of it is they're getting ready for the unholy masquerade yeah and they've invited this documentary crew who were wearing crucifixes uh-huh. to come uh-huh. and... That was all great. Yes. <laughs> come and document it and what the flatting situation of living uh-huh. with other vampires. Um, and along with this, when you're introduced to Vladislav, you're also introduced to the Beast. Yes. <laughs> which is a recurring character. Who you don't know who, no, yet, who but it is yet. Yeah. This Beast, like, Vladislav used to be really terrifying and powerful. Mm-hmm. And he, after battles with the beast, yeah. is kind of having performance <laughs> issues, can't transform into animals like he used to. That line is great, too. He said he used to be able to turn into animals, but now he can never get the faces right. Yes, <laughs> which comes back later when he's a cat, I but know. his face is still there. That was a great payoff of that joke, I thought. Yes. That's oh, something man. I didn't notice until multiple viewings. Oh, the cat thing? Yeah, I don't know how I didn't see it. Oh, well, I mean, they don't focus on it. It's kind of a, a passing shot. Yeah. But very funny. Very, very <laughs> worth it. <laughs> um, as far as the plot setup, though, I mean, if you want to call it that, I think that's the other key to these mockumentaries. It's got to be super clean and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, dog show. Mm-hmm. Uh, performance. Um, you know, community theater performance. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. This is the Unholy Masquerade. Two days before, New Zealand Documentary Board is <laughs> yeah. invited in. <laughs> That's kind of the key, though, with these, I think, is to keep it really simple. You don't want to get bogged down in plot points and details. Yeah. But it still has to have some story and character development. Yes. Which they, they do. The the stuff with, uh, with Taika Waititi's Vampire is – Really sweet, you yeah. know, with his his lost love. Yeah, all of them. I think it's funny that they're trying to answer this question that you maybe didn't even know you have is how did all of them end up in New Zealand, uh-huh. in Wellington, New Zealand? Yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> and um, he was, he had his familiar send him in a coffin after his love moved to New Zealand, but mm-hmm. his familiar accidentally sent him to the wrong place. <laughs> it took him forever to get to New Zealand. Yeah, 18 months. <laughs> and by the time he arrived, she had found someone else and moved on. But yeah. he still harbors uh-huh. his feelings for her. Right. And masturbates in his coffin. <laughs> yes. Which apparently was just a joke for the crew, but they decided to leave oh, it in really? there. <laughs> yeah. That was the one joke that was a little like. I don't know. It didn't quite fit in mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It was fine, but it, I was like, interesting. That didn't quite fit the, with, with the rest. 
Well, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was great though. Later in the movie, when he gets on the video chat with the yes, and it's just he sort of like him. yeah. By the way, uh, and then he ends up. He flips it and is yeah. like, you were supposed to turn me into a vampire and <laughs> I'm now 90. I'm really old. <laughs> what am I going to do? I was waiting my whole life wasted. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, okay. Bye. <laughs> Closes it. That's so great. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think Viago is 376 and Deacon is 183. Yeah. So he's the youngest. He's the young bad boy. And he's uh, sort of modeled after the the Twilight. They all sort of took these classic vampires. Right. Even though Nick comes by later as well, yeah. thinking he's Twilight. Yes. <laughs> that is the whole point of tension. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I love that the flat scene meeting is excellent. They're arguing over the dishes. They're arguing over towels. We're vampires. We don't put down towels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some vampires do. They have the sticky notes on the plates. Like yes. there's a shot of that later on. Please yes. clean me. Yes. It's just funny seeing the these vampires who were once so powerful uh, in this flatting situation. Yeah. Where they, they have to have a budget. Like we've all had roommates. It's like I know. It's something you can identify with. You can all connect to it, yeah. Um 
And then I guess one of the big things going back to that blood thing is they need to feast on human blood. Right, which is the one downside, he says, at one point. Yes, yes. Of being a vampire. (laughs) Yes, so then it moves to they're getting ready to go out on the town. Yeah. And they've got to find their clothes. Uh-huh. And they can't see each other. They can't see their reflections. <laughs> so they, bet. like, draw sketches uh-huh. <laughs> of what each other looks like. <laughs> oh, man. And the clothing choices they go with. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, they've, they've never seen their image. Right. I mean, that's a very funny little detail. Yeah. That, like, I don't know if anyone had ever talked about. <laughs> like, we didn't do that in Redneck Vampire. We didn't th- think about that's that. That's one thing you missed, Chuck. You should do a redo of it. Um, and Vladislav says he's going for dead but delicious. Yeah, dead I but delicious. I love that. Um, he's, uh, Jermaine Clement is so lovable, too. And oh, like, yeah. He, there's something about him. He's got this uh, – he he looks cool as hell. He's got a good look. He's very handsome. Mm-hmm. And he's got that killer voice. The new the Kiwi accent to me is just probably my favorite in the world. That's wonderful. Um it's not Australian. It's different. Mm-hmm. I like the Aussie accent, but there's something about that Kiwi accent that just is funny to me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, and it also one of the funny things about it being in New Zealand is it just the way they speak and some of their idioms and sayings are so polite. Yeah. And it, they just sound, at least to me, nice. Uh-huh. They um, do. So to have these vampires and werewolves later um, just kind of being... Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's funny. And it's it endearing. The flight of the Concords thing too. Like, I don't know if this is just a New Zealand thing, but the way they play it is all very kind of deadpan. Mm-hmm. It's not very broad. Yeah. It's just funny mm-hmm. situational things. Yeah, yeah. Deadpan is that's a good point. Like they would in Flight of the Concords a a, uh, a band band meeting, like that would be funny. Just the three of them sitting around talking. About the next tour. Right. And, you know, Mary treating it like, uh, <laughs> you know, calling roll with them right there in front of him. Like all, yeah. all of that stuff sort of carries over. So I don't know if it's their sense of humor. Right. Or it's just sort of how it is over there a little bit. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious, too, if any anyone wants to write in can yeah. inform us on that. Because Mary uh, obviously turns up here as the alpha werewolf. (laughs) I love him. Yeah, he's great. I love him so much. (laughs) I'm kind of wondering if I would love a werewolf version as much because I I definitely love the vampires more in this movie. Yeah. They're funnier, I think. Yeah. I think it would be. I think so. Um, Because they kind of do the similar thing where they're like werewolves, not swearwolves. Right. um, The scene where they're all transforming at the end. Uh, the directors told everybody in that scene to just go annoy the alpha wolf. Oh, really? Yeah, because they kept coming up to him with questions like, oh, right. oh, like, like the combination lock. Right. The, yeah. He's like, try zero, 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 zero. <laughs> yeah, that's the factory, the factory settings. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny to see the alpha wolf just be so not traditionally what we would think yeah. the alpha male uh, would be yeah yeah I I definitely would be into it I and they're know. all dressed normally and yeah and they got the track well he has the track pants and right. if you notice in the reenactment he's the only one wearing pants oh really everyone else oh that's right they're naked it. and blurred out yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else didn't listen to him oh that's right because the track pants uh, they expand when yeah, you transform. <laughs> 
Uh, back to Deacon. His intro is that he was – it's pretty great that he was a Nazi vampire. Yes. Which was a pretty funny scene. Yes. What does he say? No way. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to get out of there. Uh-uh. The creators have said that that line always gets a really big laugh in New Zealand but not in America. They know why. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just when he's like, I don't know if you know the Nazis lost. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not as big as a laugh line in the United States. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I Very thought that was interesting. funny. I did, too. I did, too. Uh, I did love the picture montage, too. Did you freeze frame on that stuff? Some of it, yeah. yeah. And I looked up, uh, like, where some of those photos came from. Um, I know one of them is some big election or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I like all the, the throwback photos they did of them in their, like, quote-unquote younger years <laughs> in different eras, which is kind of fun, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it makes me wonder because— it's later when and Stu comes in and kind of transforms their whole world. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that they were able to get these photos via a familiar because mm-hmm. they can't go out during the day. So right. So it was hard to process them. And back then, you know, you had to uh-huh. take it and they yeah, had to yeah. get it processed. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. I've put a lot of thought into oh, the wow. details of this. But, yeah, they have to kind of to make it through this world. They have to have a familiar, mm-hmm. which is basically a human that does everything that they ask, usually with the understanding eventually with the day that is always moving, yeah. they will be turned into a vampire. Yeah, which becomes sort of a recurring plot point uh, with all the familiars. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, because on one hand, the vampires want to have this slave-master relationship. Right. Uh, but And they would lose that when they turn him into a vampire. Right. <laughs> but they want immortality. Who is uh, the woman who is, uh, what's her character's name? Jackie? Yeah, Jackie. Uh-huh. You know, she's like, I'm getting older, you know. Yeah. Like, she wants I to be, feel like the best version of me I can be right now. Yeah, she wants to be locked in time. Right. And uh, he won't do it. Right. He but, keeps pushing the date back. That's right. But he does. He Nick betrays him later on. Yes, Nick <laughs> does betray him. But yeah, Jackie, Jackie, she self-directed some of the scenes she's in. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And she, I guess a big part of her job is finding victims mm-hmm. for them right they're really bad at it honestly like yeah they're just not very good and they have to get invited into places right which throws a real wrench into things that's all funny yeah so a lot of times they're trying to get into a club or something mm-hmm. and the bouncer's like right no <laughs> <laughs> no yeah so they frequently end up at a vampire club the only vampire club in wellington right which has like maybe five six people yeah, in it that was pretty funny too yeah so jackie is integral and helping them find victims, which they prefer virgins. Yeah, and that was um, that was funny when they brought in the two. Uh, well, I guess it was Nick, wasn't it? Nick and, and yeah, Josephine. And it's two people. Jackie has to not like them. Uh-huh. So it's two people. Nick was her ex-boyfriend. Right. And then Josephine had like made fun of her in primary school. She was the one names. that she called on the phone? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I wasn't sure if that was the same person. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and that's one of probably the most well-known lines of the movie is when they're asked, why do you want virgins? And Vladislav says, I think of it like a sandwich. You'd just enjoy it more if you right. knew no one had fucked it. <laughs> that is a great line. It's so good. Uh, yeah, so she brings in the... Yeah. They both turn out not to be virgins. Sure. Uh, yeah. And then a very awkward chase scene ensues. Yeah, and some of that stuff is... Uh, it's also funny, It's, but it, it does get... 
it borders on scary a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Not truly scary because right. your your brain is not there. Mm-hmm. You're so in like comedy mode. Right. But I think they do a good job of like kind of bringing a, a little thrill to it. Yeah, and the, the music helps with that. Yeah. And there's a bunch of little gags where Father's Office, the cat. Right. It, whether it's it's funny but freaky at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then Deacon's like in the backpack and reaches out. Yeah, that yeah. was, was kind of creepy. Yeah, and it's... It's cute because there's an earlier scene where Viago says he likes to make their last night nice. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so he's like putting down newspapers and asking this woman about it, her, what she's doing. And she's talking about this whole big future she has planned. Right. And he kind of apologetically bites her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it just goes everywhere. Yeah, that's when he hits the vein. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> just gruesome he's everywhere. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. He's like trying to catch it in his mouth. It's just yeah. going everywhere. Oh, my God. There's a couple of those with him. So, I, I mean, I guess the idea is that he's he's not great. At being a vampire, but he's really good at being a den mother. Yes. To his his flatmates. Yes. It's like that's some of the cutest stuff mm-hmm. is the caretaking he does with everyone, mm-hmm. like the, with the waking up scene and yeah. trying to keep the, the kitchen clean and stuff like that, which it's not. It's a disaster. No, yeah. Doling out the chores. Chore wheel. <laughs> yes. Which vacuum is misspelled on that, by the way. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh, Taika Waititi said he just didn't know how to spell vacuum. Two C's or two U's? I think it's two U's okay. and one C. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's one I never get right either. Yeah. Uh, I did think the locket scene was very cute and sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you get the – when it starts searing his skin. Yeah. I that was a nice little note, I thought. Silver, yeah. But again, it can't just be jokes. There has to be some sort of character stuff there Yeah, that you can latch on to. Yeah, and he's definitely, I would say, the heart of the film. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And then there are other things that maybe aren't – as sweet, but th- we can still all relate to, like, Nick when he becomes a vampire, which uh-huh. he, be- he becomes a vampire in this. Peter bites him at the right. last moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, Peter got him. Yeah. Um, there, there's the kind of tension between Deacon and Nick with Deacon feeling threatened by, like, the new cool vampire, uh-huh. the new young vampire. We can relate to that stuff. Oh, like, sure. There's an emotional thread there. Uh-huh. Um, so th- those little... And again, the roommate thing. Yeah. We can connect to these. Yeah. And and Jermaine Clement's sort of character arc is both losing, like, I was once, you know, mm-hmm. a great torturer of people and and uh, had so many more powers and he's getting weaker. Yeah. And then his through line with the Beast, yes. you know, that comes full circle too, which works. Yes. Um, yeah. I love his – his storyline. Vladislav the poker, I don't remember if we said, but that was his yeah, whole thing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is when Stu is showing him how to use the poke function uh-huh. on Facebook. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and the way he's like, Do you want to poke? And Vladislav says, Yes. <laughs> and he communicates so much with one word. It's great. Yeah. It's like this is what he'd been waiting for. <laughs> yes. The, the digital version of poking. Oh, my God. Uh, one of my other, other favorite um, sort of recurring bits is the uh, Lost Boys yeah. food thing with the buschetti. Right. <laughs> right. Which, Stu, what does he later say? And I only got it this last time I watched it. Biscotti? Yeah, he biscotti. offered me biscotti. <laughs> yeah. Just the word biscotti made me laugh every single time he said it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the old joke from the – obviously, listeners, uh, if you don't know – the joke from the Lost Boys was there was one scene 
where they were eating spaghetti and one of them said, you know, take a look at what you're eating or something like that. And it was worms. Mm-hmm. And so they bring that up a few different times in this movie as a recurring bit yeah. where they're trying to do the Lost Boys thing. Yeah. And one time later, it wasn't – I think it was – was it Nick that was trying to do it? And he said, no, it has to look like the right. original food. <laughs> right. It's, it's a scene where Nick is feeling like down on being a vampire right. and he's trying to make himself feel better. And That's he right. totally fails. <laughs> totally fails. <laughs> Um, Would you like some boschetti? Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to say that from now on. For, you should. For spaghetti. I, um, so Nick, he, when he gets turned into a vampire, well, you don't know. And so you think he's dead. Yeah. But then it's one of my favorite reveals in the movie because it cuts to Deacon mm-hmm. doing this, what he calls an erotic dance. Yeah, yeah. For what feels <laughs> like a long time. They held on that for a while. They did. He yeah. is... Oh, man. Yeah. And then there's like a little knock at the the window. It was one of my favorite bits. And Nick kind of awkwardly (laughs) flies in. It takes too long. He can't manage it. It was so funny. (laughs) And then Deacon says, like, I was doing an erotic dance with my friends. I was in the zone. They were really enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah. And they were kind of just watching it like. Yeah. He's like, just come in the front door. And he was like, but I can fly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not really quite yet. Right. And that's probably one of the other few scary-ish scenes is his transformation scene. Yeah. It's it's both funny and scary, but yeah, he his like eyes are bleeding. Uh-huh. And he's doing all kinds of like convulsion things. Yeah. They added enough of that stuff, I think, to kind of keep it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I mean, it, it while funny, certainly vampires are still pretty freaky yeah a lot of the things that they do yeah you can't ignore all that stuff you gotta include, right even even if it's not truly scary right like the um i mean it i didn't think it was gross because it was just so over the top but the great scene where nick uh, eats um he eats a french fry he's yeah, a chip he eats a human yeah human, human food. food and the one chip oh. just like the projectile blood oh. vomit that's going on in the parking lot it's so good it's so like Way, way too much super powerful. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, that comes back on the show. I, I won't say more than that. But, oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the scene where, again, they all have their little character arcs. Like Nick, is, he really loved being a vampire, and then he was bummed. He's like, I can't eat chips. I can't eat my right. favorite food. I can't watch daytime TV. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Stuart will get him a DVR, I think. He'll I, think hook him up. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. And that is... So the vampires, they kind of like, they accept Nick, except for Deacon's not really into him. Right. But they really love yeah. Stu, the human friend of Nick. I think that's why they kind of accept Nick. Yeah. Because Stu comes along oh, for the party. <laughs> they love Stu. Like, Stu, <laughs> Nick goes down to talk to Peter and is like, look, everybody loves him up there. They love him more than me. Uh-huh. Please don't turn him. He's a vegetarian. Right. He really wouldn't be into <laughs> it. And Peter's just nodding. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, Nick tells Stu that they're all vampires, and it opens this entire, entire world for them. Yeah. Because he's a, yeah, he is a real life, whatever he says in that movie, geocaching, uh-huh. IT, that is what he really does. Oh, really? That is him. God, that's so great. Oh, my gosh. And he's like... We take systems and we... Yeah, we, <laughs> then we analyze <laughs> yeah. the needs of those systems. Oh, man. Anytime someone's talking about, like, optimizing systems, I just, like, my brain checks out. And they, they knew that was true. <laughs> so yeah. they, that's why they put that in there. But, yeah, he totally wasn't really an actor. He'd done some things before that, but... Um, Apparently, YTT sent him an email 
do not take any acting courses in all caps. Yeah. Because he just wanted just that. Just don't do it. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if he's been anything since. I know he's... No, I don't think so. I wonder but, if that's a one-and-done situation. I mean, it's a pretty good one-and-done. Yeah, I mean, he probably can't act. <laughs> <laughs> if he took the acting classes, I bet it would ruin it. It would totally ruin it. Yeah. Yeah, Stu's just got to be Stu. Because he's... Like, if, if anyone hasn't seen it, he's boring in the most endearing yeah. kind of way. He's just... Yeah, he doesn't over. I think the instinct would be to even oh, try and do something mm-hmm. like, oh wait, I gotta, I gotta be funny, or I gotta, you know, right? They really love me, so I've got to be endearing. But he just he manages to play it just right, right? And that's one of the things that elevates the humor of it. Is mm-hmm. as we're watching it, we're like, okay, this guy's pretty boring, and dull. Yeah, but the, to the vampires, he's a superstar. He's the most <laughs> exciting thing. Yeah, and it's just seeing that kind of play out that is wonderful yeah he he sort of uh is part pet part uh connection to the human world which they've never had right and they all you know they all abide by the 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 pact you know to not kill him yeah yeah. which is just great (laughs) and deacon who by the way has what i find a very lovable thing where he knits Oh, yeah. Um, he's knitting Stu a sweater. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's so cute. And that was great at the end when the werewolves come in and he they're commenting on his sweater. He has like... Is that the moon? I want that <laughs> yes. sweater. It is a very like bright moon. Yeah, it's sort of Halloween-y thing. Yeah, and I, I wonder if it's a play on that the infamous Amazon shirt, the Howling Moon shirt. That's what I always... Oh, I don't know about that. It's just, you know, those... Um, kind of wonderful internet thing where people leave really funny reviews for certain products. Mm. There's this shirt that's just like a big full moon and mm-hmm. a wolf howling at it. And that yeah. was one of the... the oh, really? Yeah, they yeah, got yeah. Picked up. So I wondered if because it has a moon on it and it's kind of a werewolf joke. Yeah, that, that was maybe the so. Impetus for it. But it's cute. <laughs> I love it. And it's it's funny too because he's the rebel bad boy. Yeah. But he's like making his own sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the werewolf stuff... It, the way they intro that is great because it's like uh, it's sort of they really dive into that outsiders, you know, two rival gangs yes. bumping into each other in the park kind of thing. Yeah. And like they kind of want to defuse it, but they don't want to seem like they're not tough. Mm-hmm. So they all have to walk that line of like, yeah, we could destroy you if we wanted to. But right. like it's not worth it right now. <laughs> kind of the supernatural version of hold me back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I love when they – the vampires all hiss at them, and then the wolves uh-huh. all start howling. <laughs> it's great. It is so silly. Yeah. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's a, it's the first time you see it, that's a really fun reveal, too, because you don't really know there are going to be werewolves in it. Like, right. There might have been mention of them earlier, mm-hmm. but it's just like, oh, and, and they're equally kind of not what you would expect. Yeah. Um, they're sort of just like grunge, like flannel shirt. Yeah. Dudes. <laughs> yes. And the, as as we said earlier, the main character, the alpha male, says werewolves, not swearwolves. Right. Like he's always chiding them for, yeah, yeah. for swearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, they're trying to get in this fight, and he keeps telling them not to swear. <laughs> yeah. It's a really interesting juxtaposition because the vampires are all very – there's a lot of flourish, and they are dandies, and they dress up, and they – you know, they're all, like, perverts and, mm-hmm. you know, to use their language. Yeah. And um, the werewolves just seem like – like regular guys, yeah, like kind of regular nice guys almost. It's weird, <laughs> yeah, because they're not intimidating or or like big and muscular. Or... 
Right. I wonder if that's kind of due to the mythology of werewolves versus vampires, because werewolves, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, don't live forever. Whereas vampires do, so they sort of had all this weird historical right. anachronisms yeah, or things yeah. tacked to them. Well, but these guys hundreds of years old. Exactly. But these werewolves might have just been... Yeah, like, I don't think werewolves live forever, do they? I don't think so. Yeah, because, well, what happens is they kill Stu. Oh, yes. And disembowel him. Yes. That scene with it bl- that blurred oh. out was so nasty. Oh, man. Uh, and you've really, like, have grown to love Stu at this point, so you kind of... Yes. Like, it works for the movie. Oh, yeah. He's definitely, especially at that point, mm-hmm. he's riding high on, like, the victory um, at the Unholy Masquerade, and they're yeah. ch- they're literally chanting his name. Uh-huh, yeah. And then this <laughs> happens. <laughs> So he's at his highest point. Yeah, so he saves the day at the Unholy Masquerade by killing um, Beast's boyfriend. Julian. The, the, yeah. yeah, Julian. That guy was great. Yeah. Because yes. he sounded like straight up like working class New Zealander. Yes, he did. With his accent. He's just so put off. Like, uh-huh. you got the camera crew in here. What's that? And they could be texting their friends all we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sending vampire hunters. Yes. So great. Yes. Uh, and we did forget to talk about um, the bat fight. Oh, yeah. And the, I love Vladislav, like, drunkenly shouts, yeah. bat fight! Yeah. <laughs> like it's her favorite thing. <laughs> right, yeah, because that's another um, part of this is that Nick is a new, recent vampire, uh-huh. which means he can get them into clubs because he actually knows people. That's right. So He's like another bouncer. Right, so uh-huh. they actually go out having a sort of successful night out on the town, right. get a little drunk. But then Deacon, there's just this simmering thing where uh-huh. he's like, he, look, he dressed, he even dressed like me. It's just yeah. there the whole time. <laughs> and it breaks out into a bat fight. Yeah. And he keeps telling everybody they're vampires. He keeps saying, I'm yeah. Twilight. Have you seen yeah. Twilight? I'm Twilight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm yep. a vampire. Yep. Um, and importantly, one of them says, oh, really? I'm a vampire hunter. Right. He's like, which oh, is, no, you're not. Yeah, which is the guy. Yes. Who comes back. And I love how he says, I'll Skype you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll, I'll Skype you. <laughs> yeah, so it results in a bat fight, a drunken bat fight. Yeah, and the bat fight starts because Nick is trying to get away, um, mm-hmm. like, because he's not that great at fighting yet either. Right. Uh, so he launches into bat mode and flies away, and then immediately yes. uh, Deacon does, and that's when it's bat fight time. <laughs> yes. And I think they did that. I read they did that because they it was le- it was less expensive than if they had tried to do – like, like a levitating uh-huh. fight. So they were like, let's just do bats. And it worked out oh, wonderfully. Yeah, yeah it, it makes for a good joke, I think. Yeah. Because uh, it happens a few times in the movie. Right. Where they turn into bats, and it's always kind of funny. Right. So. And I have seen some of the, the few TV episodes I've seen have some good bat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> One of the characters in that show, Laszlo, when he turns into a bat, he always shouts, bat! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start watching that tonight. Definitely, definitely Again, do. I'm just going to start over. Mm-hmm. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. 
We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, yeah, the Unholy Masquerade is when we finally see Beast as well. Yes. Uh, who turns out is not uh, – it's an ex-girlfriend. It's not some – you know, it's built up that right. it's this big, horrible beast. Right. And it, one of the hilarious parts of that is every time he says the beast, he says it with such a weight, with such a uh-huh. heaviness. Yeah. And it cuts to like a medieval drawing of a monster and the uh-huh. music. There's like an ominous tone that rings. Yeah. And it's revealed to be – Pauline, right, his ex girlfriend, uh-huh. <laughs> and he just calls her Beast. Yes, <laughs> she's not the Beast to anyone else but him. <laughs> yes, and she is the honored guest at the Unholy Masquerade. Yeah, to which uh, Vladislav completely flips out, um, and you get this really funny kind of montage of their relationship and uh-huh. how it's like vampire esque, but still just a bad, yeah, <laughs> like fighting between boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's that grounding and all the mundane, like with the roommate stuff. Right. That like makes it work so well, I think. Right. Oh, that is such a great part. And that's one of my other favorite lines. As they're getting ready for the Unholy Masquerade, um, they're trying to get Vladislav mm-hmm. to like come and he say, oh, I don't think I'm going to go. Yeah. And he finally turns around and he looks horrendous. Yeah. It looks like he's like turning, turning into stone or something. And he says, leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet. <laughs> and he's on eBay. <laughs> he's bidding for a table. Was he? I didn't yes. notice that. Oh, that's my so funny. My dark bidding on the internet. That's so good. What? Uh, why did he look that way? What was going on there? I think he was just having a weird, like, because I know vampires can do glamours uh-huh. um, to make themselves oh, right. look a certain way. I think he just. Was that it? I think so. Okay, I couldn't quite figure that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It was funny either way. Yeah. Um, and one of my other favorite parts, if any of my friends are listening, they're going to roll their eyes because every time I watch this part, I'm like, okay, this, I have to talk about this. Uh-huh. And it's when Peter dies. Yes. So it, it's, 
it, it kind of cuts to from the previous scene where they're all out partying mm-hmm. to you hearing the screaming, mm-hmm. and they open the door to Peter's basement, and he's on fire. Yeah. And Viago's like, get some water. Yeah. And Vladislav <laughs> runs down the hall, and then he comes back, and he has, like, this tiny little yeah. thing of water. And it, he's like, ah! And he throws it. It gets nowhere near yeah, it's like him. just down the stairs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not enough anyway. No. And the way he says, Peter dies, the way he says, our friend has just been killed in a tragic sunlight accident. Yeah. <laughs> he's not trying to be funny. That's the beauty of it. It's yeah. sad what's just happened. Yeah. But it's hilarious the way he delivers it. Yeah. Oh. So what had happened, it was the... Uh, the vampire hunter. Right. That's right. He broke in and um, Peter heard it uh-huh. and started to attack him, but then the sun rose right. and the sunlight came in uh-huh. and, and he burst into flames burst and died. <laughs> and this is followed... Well, then they have this murder scene with the cops. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that scene is so good too. So one of them, um, O'Leary, who's the woman, she is a kindergarten teacher. Oh, really? Not an actor. Wow. And she did amazing. Yeah. I would have figured it was a cop. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, so two cops show up, and they heard, like, a sound complaint. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> they heard some shrieking yes. and, the, and smoke. <laughs> yes. So Viago hypnotizes them so they won't notice anything that's wrong. And, the, like, a fight is broken out between Nick and Deacon. So they're mm-hmm. levitating, fighting. And there's just a series of really hilarious tension building. Yeah. With, like, oh, hold on. And they shine a flashlight on them flying, and the music is, like, building. Yeah, yeah. And not a smoke detector in sight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, all that stuff is really funny. Because yes. they do eventually make their way to the basement. Yeah. With, like, a dead two dead bodies on the floor. Uh-huh. Like, one has been, uh, been charred to a crisp. Yep. <laughs> and they say, look at this guy. He's not having a good time. He's going to feel terrible tomorrow <laughs> yeah. morning. You can't just leave him there. Get him a blanket. <laughs> It's excellent. And then um, Deacon, I think it's Deacon, is like, should we just kill them? Right. And Viago brought us out and says, let's see what other safety tips they have. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll see. Just so silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to lose Peter. Uh, yeah. You know, you somehow get attached to him a little bit. Yeah. Even though he's like this scary and like non-speaking, yeah. you know, Nosferatu. Right. But there was, I don't know, there was something about losing him that was kind of like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there was a scene that got cut where um, there was a funeral scene and they threw his body in the river and then they accidentally lost the fake corpse and they had to release a press, a press statement oh, really? if you find a charred corpse. Oh, wow. Floating. This was us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes. Uh, so then Nick goes on trial. Yeah. Which is pretty funny, too. That's a good scene. Yeah. They, they kind of have a, a list of grievances right. against Nick. And they, of course, start with, like, a really silly one. Uh-huh. Um, and then they, they're they like, you told Stu. Oh, but we love Stu. Right, right. That's fine. But then you helped get Peter killed. Right. Um, yeah. And they decide to do the procession of shame. That's right. Yes. Which is very funny and yes. silly. Basically, they just walk around him shouting shame, uh-huh. bad vampire. <laughs> and then he kind of wanders off sadly. Yeah, that was a funny smash cut. And he's barred from the house. Yeah. Uh, but Stu's allowed to come whenever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that scene was funny, too, because they have the uh, debate over what indefinitely means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and, and Deacon is like, you know, indefinitely means forever. And they're all like, no, technically it means like we're just not a definite period. Right. And, but a long time. <laughs> and Nick is like, so it could be tomorrow. <laughs> right. Right. And then they say, no, like at least six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But Stu, of course, can come and visit. Of course. I love <laughs> Stu. He is welcome. And then, yeah, I guess it does. The next thing is the Unholy Masquerade. 
the the re- revelation of the beasts, uh-huh. Pauline, and then they go and it's just this really silly party. Yeah, it's funny. I like the setup at, early on when uh, when uh, Taika Waititi's talking about what it is, and he's yeah. like, "It's great, you know, they're they're zombies," <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> yeah. and you can tell there's like a class system. Right. Within this thing. And the zombies, are, like, fall pretty low on the list. Right. They were – one of the zombies there was talking about the stereotype that they walk with their arms uh-huh. out yeah. and just moan <laughs> and how he's so tired of it. It looks like it's in a gym, like a, uh-huh. I don't know, community center or I'm something. sure they just found some cheap place. Which I adore as yeah. well. Um, and then you that's when you learn that Jackie – Nick has made Jackie a vampire. That's right. Which right. is a pretty good reveal. Yes. Yeah, yes. all the little – Character arcs, and they, they really all come full circle. Right. Which works out really well, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, it's fun because She's you, got the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it's, she's like, look, look. <laughs> yeah, she's so excited about it. Yeah. It's really fun because you, I guess, you don't expect all of these things to pay off well, or maybe you didn't even, you forgot about a certain thing, but it right. all does kind of come together, and a lot of it comes together at this party because um, Pauline... Uh, they discover Stu is human because mm-hmm. Nick bought a plus one right. for Stu. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and there's kind of this rumbling, well, we got to eat the human. Yeah, uh-huh. like Beast is uh, interested. Yes. And, you know, and right. everyone else is like, no, 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 no. You, don't, you, don't, you don't eat Stu. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then Vladislav shows up and like, such yeah. a dramatic entrance. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And then has the silliest little slap fight. Uh-huh. Which he loses yeah, yeah. with Pauline's now boyfriend, Julian. Uh-huh. And Stu impales Julian. Yeah, that was a nice reveal, too, because you don't know who did it at first. Right. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. It turns, and there's Stu. Yeah, I think I thought it was going to be... Uh, I think I thought it was going to be Nick for some reason. Yeah. It's like a little redemption for him. Yeah, I could have seen that. But it's kind of perfect that it was Stu. Yes, the human. Yeah. In the group, the kind of boring IT human. Uh-huh. I love when he's they're like, tell us what you do, Stu. Tell yeah. us what you do. And he's like, oh, system geocaching analyst. And he's a virgin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like immediately. Well, they managed to get him out of there, though, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, yeah. Uh, I would have thought he would have just been descended upon. Right. But it's sort of like the fight starts at the club and you're, you know, you exit out the back door really quickly. <laughs> right, right. And this is where it cuts to them chanting Stu's name yeah. and riding high. Yeah. Vladislav was <laughs> like, I'm so glad we both equally contributed to that right. fight. <laughs> he was like, well, really, it was Stu. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then Stu says, I hope this doesn't make things awkward between you and the beast. Yeah. <laughs> and Vladislav says, I think it's open new possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because they kind of try to get together again. They do. That even pays off. They do, but uh, what does he say? Like, so when you you can remember why you broke up in the first right. place. Our soul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I saw such a good cosplay of them at Dragon Con one year. Oh, uh, really? And the Beast. It was so good. Oh man, that's a good one. Oh, they looked they looked exactly like really. Them. That was great. Yeah. Um, and, and so they're walking home. And they run into the werewolves. Yeah, that whole second werewolf scene is really good. I love it. It's it's very sweet. I, I there's just something about how they're like trying to 
there's this camaraderie there. Uh-huh. They're trying to chain each other up so they won't hurt anybody. Right. But there's just, again, the boring, like, oh, I can't remember the combination lock. Why right. didn't you wear tracksuit pants? And all your, you lost all those clothes, guys. Yeah. And he keeps the leader of the, the alpha male, he keeps trying to get the van, like, go away. We're transform. Can't you see we're about to transform? Yeah, like, he, they don't want to. Yeah. They're nice guys. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> it's really funny. They are. But unfortunately... Uh, they didn't manage because of all these questions and distractions. Right. They did not manage to chain themselves up. And I love how um, the alpha male, as they're transforming, he's pointing, he's like, he points at Stu and he's like, that guy in the bow tie is going to go yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> then the camera guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they do get the camera they guy, They do. Too. They get one of the camera guys. That's right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. They really do a good job in that scene, though. It gets a little scary in, in as much as this movie can. And for not much money, they did the right thing, I think. They were super creative in how they shot it. Yeah. Quick glimpses of things. Right. A little campy, mm-hmm. like a little Sam Raimi, Evil Dead campy. Yes. But uh, it, it worked. You know, they used a little bit of special effects. Mm-hmm. And the key of, with that stuff, when you don't have a lot of money, it's just not focusing for too long on it, I think. Yeah. And I feel like that's you see that time and time again, especially in horror, um, which this is kind of a horror comedy realm. Mm-hmm is the second they try to show you the thing, your imagination is more powerful than whatever yes. they're going to be able to create. Yeah, you just get little glimpses, very fast glimpses here. Right, right. Because it, it's, I mean, it's a comedy, but it could have veered into, oh, this just looks really bad. Yeah. And that, that's not the kind of laugh they were trying to get. Um, yeah, it's a tightrope sometimes with these mockumentaries. Right. Because you got to get that tone just right. Right. If it veers too far in the wrong direction, you've, you've lost them for a scene. Exactly, yeah. And if they had done a, a poor job there, then I feel like it would have – you would have been laughing for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Instead of, oh, Nick is very awkwardly trying to fight them as he levitates right. and trying to save <laughs> Stu. Like, Stu dies such a long death. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and Nick just keeps – like, Stu, Stu. And well, and not, Nick, Nick feels like he's just – at the end, he's just kind of levitating to – Stay out of the fray a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He's like, I'll just be up here. <laughs> right, right. Um, and poor Stu gets mauled. Um, and this is one of my, I think this is my last quote I'll include. Okay. This is one of my favorites is when Nick and Deacon are having a bonding uh-huh. thing. Nick is very upset that Stu has died. And so Deacon's trying to comfort him. And he's talking about how that's the problem with humans and friends is that they die. Yeah. And he says whether it's slipping and falling onto a spike yeah. or falling asleep in a pile of leaves and having some of them block your windpipe <laughs> or making the simple mistake of fashioning a mask out of crackers and being attacked by ducks and swans and geese. <laughs> I love it. It's so out there. The simple oh, mistake God. of yeah. making a cracker out of it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. It's excellent. Like, to think that someone improv that oh. is just ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> because it's like, it, it starts silly and it just veers off into yeah, it. it just gets ridiculous. Because every time you think, oh, okay, falling asleep in a pile of leaves. Right. Like, and, oh, <laughs> the simple mistake of putting a mess of crackers on your face. It's so funny. Uh, but, you know, you can't. It would have been a crime if they had lost Stu forever. Right. Uh, they had to bring him back. They did. And that was kind of the perfect way to get to end this movie mm-hmm. was bringing Stu back. Yep. Uh, he's a werewolf now. Mm-hmm. 
He's got these cool scars yeah. on his face. <laughs> yeah, he shows up at their house. He's got a whole posse, the whole posse of werewolves yeah. with him. And it's kind of this tense moment at uh-huh. first, and they're, they're sussing each other out. Yeah, yeah. But then Stu uh-huh. is able to bring them together. Yeah. And the alpha male compliments Deacon on his sweater. Uh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, sort of like that moment in, um, did you see Swingers? Mm-mm. You know the movie, though? Yeah. Well, there's a scene in Swingers where these guys all get in a big fight in a parking lot or or don't get in a fight and almost do. And then later on, they end up together at a party and, you know, sit down and, like, start playing video games together and stuff. And one of the guys comes in. He's like, what's going on here? Like, you know, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, it turns out they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of that same thing where the, yeah. en- the enemies finally get in a room together. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're kind of the same. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And Biago has this whole sort of scene where he's like, well, the smell is bad at first. We just opened some oh, windows. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> the gamey dog smell. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the, I love the, the alpha male, the conversation he's having. Like, oh, yeah, I'm the alpha male. Uh-huh. So yeah. whatever I say goes. I yeah. make the call. <laughs> Stu here said oh, we should try to do this. And I thought, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Stu's maybe leading it over there, too. Like yeah. on the DL. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. Uh, Kind of in the credits, there's a scene where the alpha male is calling them out for like, why are you laughing? You're just laughing because you're afraid. You're, right. you, and he asks Stu, well, why are you laughing? And Stu says, oh, I'm just laughing with the group. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, checks out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I love it, too, at the end where he puts Deacon to bed. Oh, um, yeah. And you get that family picture of yeah. them all out there. It's just – I think they knew that um, – Having a lot of heart was a big key as well. Yes. You know, you got to really love these vampires. Yes. You know? Yeah. You got to root for them. Yeah. And and speaking of, um, Biago decided to turn his the his long-lost lover into a vampire. That's right. And they're so together. Funny. And yeah, he's like, some people might make fun of the age difference. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I'm robbing the cradle. <laughs> right. And they found um, Ethel Robinson played her, and she was actually from a nursing home. And I, um, they put the teeth on her dentures. Oh my god! So cute. That is adorable. They're very cute. That was a very sweet scene. Yeah. And the the the, the shot of him uh, outside the apartment when he floats across the <laughs> room yeah. with his little yeah. And he comes around the other side of the window and he's got the flowers and yes. everything. Yes. Again, just using just bits of that floating and some of the. Supernatural stuff, like for comic effect, was so perfect. Yeah, um, and that's um, the cops show up again, and they th- after this werewolf attack has happened. Yeah, yeah, and they're trying to figure out what did it, and they they bring in like this cute dog, and they're like, "Now nah, he's gonna have to be put down because uh-huh. <laughs> it's so clearly not him." <laughs> oh, God, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that part. <laughs> they have their own TV show. Those two cops. This little wagging tail. <laughs> yeah, too. he looks so. Sweet. See what you did? Yeah. <laughs> you brought him over to the yeah, body. Yeah, bad dog. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, no. You can't do that. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, it's super sweet ending. Viago. It kind of starts with Viago giving the camera a really awkward smile, and it ends uh-huh. with him giving a really awkward yeah. smile to the camera. Yeah, he's such a sweetheart of a character. Yeah. Um, he just wants to be friends, mm-hmm. mainly. He wants to help take care of his friends. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want anyone to get in trouble. Uh, He's just, he could be, they could do 50 of these movies and I would like watch every single one of them. (laughs) Yeah. They're just, everything they say, it's, 
I'm always so impressed with movies where it's just consistently very funny throughout, yeah. and but also that heartfelt tone underneath. And I think that goes to show that the creators having that, what we discussed earlier, that kind of authentic love of the thing, mm-hmm. but also putting in all of this hard work and fine-tuning it and seeing people and just recognizing, okay, that, that's what we need in this. Yeah. That's what people will connect to. Yeah, and I'm glad he did this then before they had a lot of money and before he had blown yeah. up as a director because mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. Or maybe it would have been as good because they're all super talented and funny. Right. But there's something about the sort of on-the-budget DIY thing that really worked for this. Yeah, and I think it would have felt out of place because the, the, the gag is that it's sponsored by the New Zealand yeah. Tourism Documentary Board. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would have just – it works at its sort of uh-huh. low res. It's yeah. It's it still looks great, but it just it has that kind of vibe of yeah all the nighttime stuff. It's clearly lit by just like a single flashlight spotlight. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all really works. Mm-hmm. All these night shoots, those are tough. Yeah, yeah. There's really hardly anything during the day for obvious reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is one interesting fact I read that they because they shot the maybe it wasn't 2005 maybe it was 2009 a long time ago when they shot the first short film that this is based on that scene where they go out on the town mm-hmm. um people are shouting homophobic slurs at them. Oh really? And that was all people did that. But this time they wanted something like that to happen and they couldn't convince anyone to do it. Oh no way. So they were saying, well this is because the times had changed a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it looked like, I don't know the details of their permitting and their Mm -hmm. extras, quote unquote. Right. Most of this looks like they just like went into clubs. Like you can see the looks on some of these people's faces like, what is going on in here? (laughs) So I don't know if they just did that or if they just got really convincing extras. Something tells me they just kind of. I think so. Set it up. I mean, I'm sure they set it up with the club. I doubt if it right. was like complete guerrilla right. filmmaking. But mm-hmm. uh, you can tell some of those extras are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, there's a, definitely a scene where they come into, I think, the club Nick yeah. brought them to. And uh-huh. they first enter and kind of the light is really bright on people's faces. And they're all That's like looking some at stuff it. stuff I was thinking of, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure this camera crew comes into the club. You're trying to party. Like, right, hmm. with those four with dresses. Those guys, <laughs> yes. Oh. Peter walking in. Yes. <laughs> it's funny though because with I don't know with some clubs some of that stuff might be like if you go to a club in New York City and someone was dressed like that they're probably like oh yeah look at that cool sort yes. of cosplaying club club goer <laughs> yeah that's one of the reasons they chose because um, they were debating on where they're going to set a TV show one of the reasons they chose New York is specifically Staten Island because they can be out of place there but right. in Manhattan yeah Manhattan Manhattan <laughs> <laughs> ah so good it's a great recurring joke yes uh I'm so excited. Mark Hamill's going to be in season two. It's my oh, first really? crush. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Amazing. Yes. I'm very excited. Um, I did want to put in here, there is an end credit scene that most people don't know about. I saw it because I had a feeling. I was like, I'm going to let this run. The credits aren't very long. So yeah. I don't think I, I never would have imagined it had one. Uh-huh. But I think I just sort of stumbled on it. Yeah. It was Deacon. Yes. Right. He's trying to hypnotize you That's right. that you've never seen it before. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, because that was kind of one of the funny jokes <laughs> right. that they would do. Even when Nick early on was introducing Stu and he's standing there with him, mm-hmm. he just sort of temporarily hypnotizes him so he can talk about him. Right. And then, you know, goes right back <laughs> to right. where he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And none of them are great at hypnotizing, which is also really funny. Yeah. They're just not good vampires. No. That's, that's the that's, hilarious part of yeah, it. Yeah, they couldn't be. 
Yeah. Any, even the one, the, uh, even Jermaine that was once so powerful, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's losing his edge. Yes. Which can be mine for lots of comedy. Yes. <laughs> I want to see the whole, his whole Facebook Internet. He seems like he's really into the internet. He's on eBay. He's on Facebook. I want to know what yeah, he's up to. <laughs> absolutely. See it in the digital world. So great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got anything else? No. I mean, I could keep going, but I think we hit the high points. Yeah. So great. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows, check out the movie. Mm-hmm. I saw some people, because I announced this is uh, coming soon, a couple of people were like, oh, that's a movie? I just I watched the TV show. Oh, really? Like, oh, man. I'd like, wow. Yeah, you got to treat yourself. Yes. That's awesome. And the other way around, if you haven't seen the TV show, get into it. Yeah, it's excellent. I went into it nervous that it could – because it's 10 episodes and, like, how are they going to maintain – they do. They really succeeded. It's sharp. It's quick. Yeah. Um, It's The Office meets, you know – Oh, and, yeah. Anne Rice. (laughs) People will love Colin Robinson, the energy vampire, because – we can all relate to yeah. that. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yes. I can't wait to uh, – I, I can't remember if – I don't know if it was the first three. Maybe I watched the first three. Surely they had I feel like, yeah, one, two, and three on a plane. Because I think the third one – the third or fourth one is the hat one. The okay. cursed hat one, which is – Well, I definitely saw the first Yeah, hat one. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're near three or four. I would love to hear your thoughts when you get to when these characters show up at the show. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get back into it. Okay. Uh, so watch the TV show. Check out Redneck Vampire on YouTube, everyone. Yeah. There's a trailer that I put together, and then I kind of just served as the uh, straight man slash actor improviser. Um, my friend Mike is who really, like, put the project together and edited it and everything. And we kind of ran out of time. We wanted to make it a full, like, 90-minute thing. But we did this over the course of, like, a couple of years. You know the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Totally. Uh, and so he ended up just kind of cobbling together, like, a 45-minute thing. So it doesn't have the... The full arcs and storylines that we really wanted, but um, it was fun. The heart of it's there. Yeah, the heart of it's there. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Annie. Um, I know you've claimed a couple of movies. <laughs> I have. I'm just – I came fine. on one and I'm already asserting my my request. No, that's great. You just put your flag in whatever movie you want and we'll just reserve it. Perfect. Uh, I mean, I know you claimed Empire Strikes Back, barring like – George Lucas wanting to come on. <laughs> I will under- I will allow if someone cooler comes on and wants to talk about it. I mean, if Mark Hamill said, I want to talk about Empire. Well, as long as I get to... Yeah, sit in on that. <laughs> yes, yes, I will be quiet. Uh, just an observer. No, you could come in that. Um, did I ever tell you about when I saw him at uh, by accident at Dragon Con? What? Or at, uh, at Comic-Con. We were at the San Diego Comic-Con, Josh uh-huh. and I, and I, a golf cart pulls up and Stan Lee was in the front seat and I was like whoa oh my god Stan Lee and I put my camera up and took a quick picture and was showing people and they went dude Mark Hamill's in the back seat <laughs> and I zoomed in and sure enough it was Stan Lee and Mark Hamill in a golf cart together I'm like this what? is like comic comic con magic yes. here and I was lucky enough to witness it and they were just being dropped Damn. off at the same auditorium wow but I'm like man that's a that, lot of star power in one yeah, golf cart that photo is great very powerful. Yeah, I'll send that to you. Please do. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Annie. And thank you. Uh, we'll see you back sometime in a month or so. Awesome. All right. Movie Crush is produced, edited, and engineered by Ramsey Yunt here in our home studio at Pont City Market, Atlanta, Georgia, for iHeartRadio.
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.